Okay, you know how RuPaul narrated this? Yes, I do. I, I watched it as well. I know, but you, you know how we're not a morning zoo and we're not going to become a morning zoo? Yeah. I just want to say I did one thing. What'd you do? I just, we have this in case we need it. What? Ooh, no, she better don't. <laughs> <laughs> she already done had it hers. Is. <laughs> you know what I say to RuPaul? Jillian Pensavale. Patrick Hines. Girl, before we get to the episode, you guys, just a reminder for the nine millionth time, Patreon at the $5 level, you get over 90 full bonus episodes mm-hmm. right the second to Yes, binge. that is very true. It's our episode by episode coverage of The Staircase, Serial, Making a Murderer, Lorena, The Jinx, The Disappearance of Madeline McCann. Um, um, OJ, uh, Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony, OJ. And then at $7, you get what, ringtones and, and, and all that stuff. And the after party. Right. And ad-free episodes. Ad-free episodes at the $10. There's, yeah, there's so much lot. stuff, you there's guys. There's a lot happening. Just go to the Patreon obsessed. Check it out. If it's for you, join. Yeah. If not, whatever. That's all good. We'll still be here for you. Yeah, we love you. Oh God. All right, I'm are gonna we going to abandon you? <laughs> are we going to get through the eyes of Tammy Faye? We better. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Girl, Girl, the eyes of Tammy Faye. I wasn't really ready for how gay this movie was. <laughs> yeah, I really wasn't either. I mean, I knew RuPaul narrated it. Oh, do you mean RuPaul Charles? I do. Which is how he's listed in the credits, so that's how I put him in my notes. RuPaul Charles tells us. Yes, well, that's his name. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> I've just never known RuPaul to have a last name before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you would know that. I I guess I knew that he had a last name. I just didn't <laughs> I know what it was. <laughs> Stand by five seconds to PTL. Hi, everybody! Tammy Faye is the first lady of religious broadcasting. Steve is a patient of AIDS, and he so generously allowed us to talk to him today. Tammy Baker did it. Three times the last and ten times the makeup. When no one else would do it. I refuse to label people. But it all started out with puppets. Hello, I'm Ellie the Alligator. And I'm Susie Muppet. We kept adding station after station, and it was an awesome thing that happened. But things began to sour. Things fall apart. Jim and Tammy started almost everything that is now powerful in religious telecasting. But as soon as they got it built, they were kind of let go. I can't understand. What did we do? Burying the past. Instead of languishing in the desert, Tammy decided to get back in front of the cameras. So you've never done pictures without those eyelashes? No, and I never will, because that's my trademark. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's special guest, Tammy Faye. I think the eyes are so important. I believe the uh, the eyes of the soul. I truly do. You guys started, girl. Well, it starts out just perfectly. So if you don't know who Tammy Faye is, and if you haven't watched it, Tammy Faye, you you'd know her if you saw her. Yeah. <laughs> Because this isn't called the eyes of Tammy Faye. This is not like a metaphor for anything. It's just she's known for having the thickest, clumpiest eyelashes. Uh Uh-huh. And the clumpiest, biggest, thickest eyeliner all around the top and bottom Uh uh, eyeline. And she cried a lot. (laughs) Wait, are we talking about me or Tammy Faye? We are. Well, not specifically Tammy Faye and Baker right this minute, but you are very similar to her in many ways, including your eye makeup. Um, So she was just always sobbing in front of a camera. So that's why it's the eyes of Tammy Faye. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it starts with like an extreme close-up of her eyes and just like this caked on makeup and it's voiceover of Tammy talking about how the eyes are just so important and she goes I think the eyes are so important I believe the uh, the eyes of the soul I truly do and I think you can look in someone's eyes and and really tell what kind of a person and what their heart is and so when my precious friends die I always ask if I could please have their glasses the eyes are the eyes of the soul (laughs) 
And I'm like, what she's trying to say is that the eyes are the window to the soul, but like whatever gets you through the night. That voice too. We're not going to say anything about the voice. Yeah, the voice is, I don't even know if I'm going to do it right. But Can it's you just, try? It's just going to be in my head where she's like, you can look in someone's eyes and know who they are. <laughs> it's, a little chi- it's a little kid-like, right? It's very kid-childlike. Like I, I, didn't, I didn't practice it. But at one point she goes, when my friends die, you know, I ask them if I can please have their glasses. <laughs> And then we like <laughs> zoom in on her mother and I, her I, casket, like with her glasses. A like, dead body. You guys, dead body a alert. Dead body. But like she's wearing her glasses and then it cuts to Tabby Face surrounded by little pups, which you know I love. <laughs> and dolls. Creepy dolls. The dolls we'll get to. But she's like. When my mom died, I got my mama's glasses and they're, they're very, very precious to me. I like to put them on sometime and think, you know, mama looked through these. These are mom's glasses. And she like has her mom's glasses and she's like, sometimes I wear them. I know. And I'm like, what interview is this? Like, what archive footage is this? And I'm like, oh, this is for this movie. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. this is for, for this movie. And like that all that happens before we even know RuPaul's narrating. I know. RuPaul Charles. RuPaul Charles. <laughs> I want to say right from the start, yeah. I don't know if Tammy Faye goes home and prays for me at night. I love her. I just think she's so sweet and kind and just mm-hmm. at her core is just a good, good person. Well, she became a bit of a gay icon. So I would hope that, sure. that when, when she was with us, that she was she was praying for you. She, she seems like she just doesn't have it in her to be totally fake and manipulative. So then we learned that 12 years after her fall from grace, so we know they fall from grace. Tammy lives in virtual exile in a gated community in Palm Desert, California. In a gated community in the desert. And I'm like, well, is it exile if you have the gated community? (laughs) I get what they're saying. I'm guessing that the writers of this documentary had a flair for the dramatic. But if there's like a bocce court and like bingo at at two o'clock right before dinner... That's a perfect time for dinner, Jillian Pensavalli. But it's so funny. In this moment where we're hearing about her fall from grace, it's like this part of the documentary was shot by the people who make those commercials about those devices that you didn't know you needed. We see this like sepia tone black and white footage of her like tearing a paper towel, right. pumping gas. But like the paper towel like falls and knocks something right. over and she looks at the camera like, oh, if only. And it's just like, this is how bad it's gotten. She's got to pump her own gas. Right, like everything. <laughs> She's just like the poster person for everything in that as seen on TV aisle. Do you have trouble opening a pickle jar and she tries to open it and it like (laughs) flies and breaks everywhere and she looks at the camera. What am I to do? So... Tammy Faye. Oh, but wait, we're not going to talk about the poem? What do you think I was just going to say? <laughs> you think I didn't transcribe that entire poem? What are you, nuts? Okay, I'm ready to read you my poem. Are you ready? Loneliness clings to me like a second skin threatening to smother me from within. Why get ready for the day? What does it matter to myself, I say? My body aches all night, all day, and I'm too tired to even pray. Mundane household chores I do, vacuum floors and pick up poo. I try not to think of days gone by. To do so only makes me cry. Why me, God, I say, why? Tammy Faye reads her poetry, and look, (laughs) This is a terrible poem. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you, but it's clear that she's very depressed. So it feels bad to laugh at it. Like she's really just trying to get her feelings out of herself and onto the page. Uh Uh-huh. Because she says things like, why get ready for the day? What does it matter to myself, I say? (laughs) Mundane household chores I do, vacuum floors and pick up poo. Pick up poo. (laughs) I try not to think of days gone by. To do so only makes me cry. So like she's, that's the thing. Like I'm not going to drag her. I'm not writing poetry. Like I'm not, you know, she's really just trying to get her thoughts out. She's not trying to win an award, even though she totally thinks that she is. It's great poetry. Probably the best just performance (laughs) artist of our time. And she even goes, it's a little dramatic, I guess, but it's it's how I felt at the time. I've often thought I should probably uh, be on Broadway (laughs) on my drama. I often thought I should be on Broadway. And, and I'm like, I wrote, uh, Jillian and I will be the judge of that, Tammy Faye Baker. Here's the thing. Just because you're a dramatic person right? does not mean you should be on Broadway. Exactly. Like, 
every nightmare girl in like the high school drama program. Right. Like just because you're the loudest girl in the room and causing all the drama between everyone. Uh-huh. Like I look, I was I was team Sharpay in high school musical, so I get it. I'm just saying, just because you're dramatic does not make you For the Broadway. For the for the for the Broadway. So this movie is broken into segments. It sure is. That are introduced by sock puppets. By Muppets. A star is born. There's no context to this. Exactly. At first, we learn why this is a thing. Yeah. But at first, it's like a Muppet dog and then like an alligator with one tooth. And they're just like sitting in the corner and they're like, a star is born. <laughs> and it's like kind of like hot pink scripts. Uh-huh. And it just says a star is born. And I'm like, this is going to be a wild ride, isn't it? And this movie is a little, it's a smidge low budge, don't you think? <laughs> 100%. And it was made in like the year 2000. Right. You yeah. could tell it was just right when like no one was sure what camera to use. Uh-huh. So they probably uh-huh. used the camera they had in 1997, <laughs> yep, and yep. this person just had a camera and used it. So, yeah. <laughs> That's really what it was. So we get a little bit of her backstory. I love that her aunt tells us that she was born with perfectly manicured fingernails. Okay. Virginia Fairchild. <laughs> I just have questions. When she was born, she had perfectly manicured Fingernails. Perfectly manicured nails as a baby? I just think, like, wow, she was all about her appearance out of the womb, totally. wasn't she? Like, And Virginia's like, we really got to make sure everybody knows that she was manicured to perfection from the beginning. And I'm like, she's a baby. Like, perfectly manicured nails? Uh-huh. Is she healthy? Does her heart work? <laughs> Is she all right? Is she breathing on her own? Excellent. I don't give a fuck about her nails. But it is a bonus if her nails are perfect, I will say. I mean, I guess. Not a mother. Your mother. You tell me. Is that a thing? Do you get an award for that or whatever? God. I knew we were going to have fun with this one. I wasn't ready to have quite this much fun. It's just the thing about it. Like, if your closest family member, your next of kin, or as it were, or whatever, is interviewed, and it's like the minute they were born... Perfectly manicured nails. I think it's the word manicure that I can't get over. Like, what does she think was happening in there? Then we meet her brother, Johnny Grover. Johnny tells us, the first thing he says is, yeah, what does she have to be excited about? Life sucked. I mean, what what did she really have to be overly overjoyed about? Yeah, so she was the oldest of eight, and she was born in Minnesota, and Virginia is the first one to say, it was a big house, it was not a nice one. (laughs) And she just, like, didn't have a great childhood. And, you know, Uh when you're in a family of a lot of kids, and you're the oldest, especially if you're the oldest girl, you kind of become a caretaker. You don't, she didn't really have a childhood. Yeah, and they tell us that, like, she always had God to turn to, and brother Johnny Grover tells us, She had a little wart on one finger. She asked God, and the message that she got was put that finger in the communion cup before you drink. And she brought it out, partook of the bread and the juice, and the wart was gone. That wart fell off in the juice and somebody swallowed it. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) And then Tammy Faye takes us through her makeup bag. See all this stuff? Look at all this stuff. Coming up. That's my blush. It's almost gone. I gotta go to the swap meet and get some more. I buy it at the swap meet. And she tells us that she buys makeup at swap meets, you guys. <laughs> look, you, Do you know what a swap meet is? Because I don't. I had to look it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is not a judgmental thing. I super love a bargain. Swap meets yeah. are great. <laughs> what I'm saying is wearing someone else's makeup is super unsanitary. Oh, like you swap something for, like you give somebody a phone and they give you a thing of blush? Kind of. Or you can like swap makeup. And usually like now I looked it up. I was like, well, sa-? I was like swap makeup, swap meets sanitary. And some, and people were like, it depends on where you go. Like, so, sometimes there are like makeup cleaners and brush cleaners where you like clean the brush uh-huh. like in front of the person to prove it. It but doesn't seem like in Minnesota at eight years old that was happening. Back in whatever, yeah. no. And also like, I just kept thinking like her whole makeup game is around her eyes. Uh-huh. That's so like, I can't believe she didn't get conjunctivitis or whatever. Well, but she's telling us this as a grown-up. She's showing us her blush that she got out of swap meet as a grown-up. And she goes, this is my eyebrow stuff. Although I don't really need to put on eyebrow stuff because my eyebrows are permanent. I don't need them because mine are permanent. (laughs) Permanent eyebrows. That's when we find out that her eyebrows are tattooed on her face. She goes, eyelash glue, clearly. (laughs) This turns pink when you put it on. See, it's but it's white to start with. I still don't know what it is. And then she goes, well, here's, I don't know what that is. Throwing it. (laughs) 
Then she takes out her waterproof mascara. And here's my mascara that I'm so famous for. As you see, it is, as you can see, it's much used, much, much loved. She takes it out of the bag and she's just like looking at it. And she's just like, she's like adoringly staring at it for like a, a too much time. And she's like, here it is. She goes, it's, it's much used, much loved, as you can see. I'm like, by how many people? <laughs> This is, we do get to a crime eventually, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying this is a true crime eventually. Also, every makeup artist is like, girl, there have been 11 <laughs> so far. But then there's a close-up, and it's just like the camera work is just like, I see you gays. I see you with the flair for the dramatic. I'm like, I'm really hitting it home, and I get it. I'm here for it. But it starts with a close-up of like just her eyes. Uh, and you guys, I can't stress it enough. Like, wear what you want. I style is style. Yeah. But the mascara is so clumped, and the lashes right? are so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just the eyeliner is so thick. It's like centimeters around her entire eye. It's ridiculous. And she goes, oh, my lashes, they don't come off. They have to literally kind of wear off. And so once in a while, one will drop off. And when it does, I put another one in. No, they, they're just glued on. And then they just wear off. Right. And I'm like, you're going to bed without taking your makeup I know. off? That caked on makeup? She's saying eventually they will fall off. And that's how I know I have to put another one she on. She just glues it back right back yeah. on. Just right back on. The Lord told me, just right back on. Just get that glue. Just glue it right back on. You're ready to go. The Lord told me. You just glue them right back on. Don't worry about it. The Lord will provide you. Just glue them right back on. <laughs> Your Tammy Faye has evolved and it's only been five I don't minutes. Know, she's at Southern. She's from Minnesota. It doesn't matter. I let's, love it. Let's Keep see where it. it goes. Keep it. You guys, the Muppets are back. Love at first sight. <laughs> love at first sight. <laughs> the Muppets I have down, shockingly. Yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. So we find out that at age 17 in 1960, she goes to a Bible college and she falls in love with Jim Baker. He's cute. He looks really cute in these old pictures. Yeah, they got married a year later on April Fool's Day. Uh-huh. Did they know it was April Fool's Day? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a joke? Ask RuPaul Charles. He knows. But we find out that they're like living on the road as like traveling evangelists. Basically, that's what evolves into like this TV stuff. Right. So RuPaul Charles. Do, yeah. Can we just call him RuPaul? No, absolutely not for this. The shoulder move that you just gave me? Ooh, no sheep out of dough. All right, all right, all right. We'll do it again. So RuPaul tells us... A blend of Christianity and showmanship. It was a growing trend that would culminate in the creation of televangelism. The Electric Church. And I'm like, ooh, like disco? Like it that does sounds sound a fun. little. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. No. It's just church on like TV and radio stations. So like church through electricity. Right. But it sounds way more fun. <laughs> it was on more than 2,500 radio and TV channels, reaching about 20 million people. And it generates like a gazillion dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's a really smart thing. Like you're getting people to give money to like Jesus shit. And that works. And we'll see more of it coming up. But as Tammy tells us, it all started out with puppets. Oh, yeah. We practically started the electric church. We had bought Soaky Bubble Bath, of all things. And we saw these little heads on the bubble bath, and I, I started talking for them, you know, making little voices. Hello there. Those kind of little voices. And Jim said, Tammy, we could make puppets out of these things, and we could use them in church for the kids. And that's when they just pan over and just, it's like a chorus of creepy ass dolls. <laughs> it's really scary. And they're just the dolls where they're like little girl dolls in dresses and they have that face and their head is always cocked to one uh -huh. side and they're all <laughs> planning to murder me. <laughs> they live under your bed with Slenderman and Rachel from Jesus they Camp. They live in my closet. <laughs> they are working together. It's an army of dolls and they're like little Bo Peep pink dresses and yeah. it's creepy AF. Yeah, it's I don't really like crazy. It. I don't like it. But that's what Jim and Tammy Faye became known for. Their little puppet show that they did all over the place. Right. So Tammy's telling us all about Susie Muppet and Allie the Alligator. And she's doing all the voices. And she does them. Right. We took the sulky bubble bath. It was Porky Pig. We melted the ears down and made a little girl piggy. She had to have a friend. So we made an alligator that talked like this. Hello, I'm Allie the Alligator. And I'm Susie Muppet. So this is where we meet fucking Pat Robertson. Uh, Garbage Pat Robertson. He sees this puppet show and he's like, that's gold. I tell you, that's gold. Which also, it's super creepy, this puppet show. It is. It's just a creepy thing. Pat Robertson is starting like a TV network and he wants Jim and Tammy Faye to come and be a part of it and like bring their puppet show. Right. This is where we meet Jim Baker. We got a call from Pat Robertson. He wanted to meet with us. And he said, would you consider joining the network? Well, the network was one station, a one kilowatt 
television station. It hardly went down the block at times. Are you going to say the same thing I'm going to say? Yes. Okay. We meet Jim Baker and he's sitting just like outside on, in like a director's chair. And that looks like a million bucks if you ask me. Whatever. And <laughs> he's sitting next to some woman. You guys. I do not know her name. Because, because the lower third literally says Jim Baker and his new, new wife. wife. <laughs> She's just like, doesn't have a name. She doesn't have a name. But also he's telling us about their first show, like him and Tammy's first show. Yeah. And about like how wonderful it was and how like they really bonded. Susie was the bad Tammy Faye. And Allie was always somehow, she had a split personality because Allie was always nice to me. But Susie Moffat was always arguing with me. And I mean, if those people at home, I don't know, if they knew what, we were having legitimate fights, only we're doing it through these puppets. But for some reason, the show became the number one program on CBN. The new wife is sitting there facing him, her like profiles to the camera. And she's like, are you done with the... Like, she is furious <laughs> that he's saying anything uh-huh. not horrible about Tammy Faye. Yeah. Like, if you watch it, like, you see her face and everyone in a relationship has been like, stop talking about it. <laughs> like, he's going to have hell to pay when he gets home. It's true. Because she is like a statue. Yeah. Usually, like, when you're doing a joint interview, you have to look at the camera. Right. You're kind of... She is like... It's like her... Ne- she Like, you can see the neck muscles spasming. She cannot handle... The the fact that he's saying anything nice about this time with Tammy Faye. So Jim and Tammy Faye join Pat Robertson's like TV network. Right. The deal is that they're going to do their Muppet show. The other part of the agreement was that they got to do a late night talk show that Jim really wanted to do and he created it. And so Pat honored his word on that and Jim um, started what was called the 700 Club, the first Christian talk show in history. It still exists today. So the 700 Club is the show that Pat Robertson goes on now and blames tornadoes on the gays. Right. But like it started out with Jim Baker and it became super popular. And Pat Robertson took it over. He just took it over right out from under Jim Baker. Basically like because of the success of their two big like popular shows Pat Robertson's network takes off but then they get like kicked out. So RuPaul Charles tells us that at this point. Why are you obsessed with RuPaul's last name? <laughs> he tells us in the narration that Tammy Faye reached out to Pat Robertson to see if he'd be interested for this documentary. And we see her sitting at a typewriter and we hear the like the VO of a typewriter. And then RuPaul just says, he declined. You guys, this becomes a theme throughout the entire thing. And it looks like they were just like, all right, Tammy, so we're going to get the lighting right. right. Can you just sit at the typewriter? <laughs> and we hear the clack of the typewriter. I'm obsessed with it. And it's like, dear Pat Robertson. Right. Like, you could see it. And yeah. then we get, like, a slow zoom on Pat Robertson, like, politely declining. Right. <laughs> this comes back, everybody. Just, just hold on to that. If at first you don't succeed. So they leave Pat Robertson, they go to California, and they launch the Trinity Broadcast Network. They they do it with their friends. Jan and Paul Crouch. It's this weird thing where, like, all of a sudden, now they're launching their own network. Jim was the host, and I was the co-host. And Jan and Paul were in the background. But not for long. Jim and Tammy were forced out in a boardroom coup by Jan and Paul Crouch. Boardroom coup? Boardroom coup, that's my drag name! (laughs) I just feel like this kind of shit like can't be fancy enough for a boardroom. But I know. Whatever. <laughs> but in a boardroom coup, Jan and Paul or whatever the hell their names are, take this over and they get kicked out of their own network yet again. Yet again. And I'm like, who's the common denominator here? Right. <laughs> so now also, once again, we're back at the typewriter because Tammy <laughs> Faye is writing to the Crouches. <laughs> the same shot, the same cadence from RuPaul, the slow zoom on the rejection letter. <laughs> they declined. You guys, the Crouches aren't here. So they moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and they launched their third television network called PTL. Stand by. Five seconds to PTL. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I just go, take it down a notch. (laughs) But the point is, this is the first time they were totally in charge. And so they wanted to make it fun. We believed that Christianity should be fun. We believed it should be joyful. I think we were one of the first people to put fun and laughter in Christianity. And honestly, they're just sharing their personalities. Like, you can see that they're, like, kind of fun, kooky people. And we get all of this video of, like, Tammy Faye is constantly singing. For better or worse. For better or worse. She's singing. Well, when they for the ones who believed in him. Dogs 
are walking on two feet. Jim's on a bike riding around the set. It's right. like a fun, fundamentalist Christianity is super fun, they you guys. They fun and yeah. fundamentalism. <laughs> but what yeah. Jim actually says, he's literally like... Religion is boring and dull most of the time. But Jesus is life. Religion is boring and dull. Right. <laughs> but Jesus is life. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm sorry, is Christianity not a religion? I'm just trying to I see. Know. This is them trying to convince people that, like, it's a real fun party. Yeah. And all they need is, like, a donation to keep the party going. Yes. I will say, though, this is where I kind of stopped dead in my tracks. Because Tammy Faye especially was really open to types of people and communities that other fundamentalist Christians weren't open to. But we see her interviewing what she calls an AIDS patient. And she's interviewing this man and he's just talking about how like, he's a gay guy. It's like the late 70s, early 80s. Guys, this is early. I knew that it was a growing problem in the gay community, but I, as many other people did back in 1981 and 82, mm -hmm. denied that it could touch me. I mean, we didn't see how it, well, I mean, why would it hurt me? I was a good Christian pastor. And then we see Tammy Faye saying to the camera, like, it's so sad that we as Christians, we're supposed to be salt of the earth. We're supposed to love everybody. We who are supposed to be able to love everyone are afraid so badly of an AIDS patient that we will not go up and put our arm around them and tell them that we care. Back in the very early days of AIDS, being in the same room, breathing the same air as right. these people, nurses used to put on hazmat suits to yeah. go into the into the hospital rooms where people with AIDS were dying. Yeah, because they didn't know how they'd catch it. And Tammy Faye, this fundamentalist Christian, is saying, hug them, love them, touch them, tell them that you love them. Right. It really took my breath away to see this. Yeah, so the point is that like Tammy and PTL, basically, would talk to people people that other Christian shows and networks wouldn't even consider. So not just gay people, but like people of color. They discuss relationship issues. Drug addicts. And then penile implants. The penile implant of the inflatable type. And that's the one that this we're looking at. This is the newest at. one, right? This is the this newest, is the newest type. Yeah. Yeah, so they really did it all. Really <laughs> I, did it all. But uh, at one point she's like, I think it's fantastic. Right, everybody? And she's like, Lee, she's like, it's okay. You Y'all can clap. You can clap. Your but, Tammy Faye is my favorite thing ever. It's I'm way obsessed. too Southern. It's just like nothing like what she sounds like, but it's perfect. Whatever. It's so great. So their audience is growing and Tammy Faye is telling us like Jim wanted people to come and like experience this in person. Mm -hmm. And that's why they decide. Remember the amusement park that isn't Dollywood that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode? And it's not either of the Disney's? It's called Heritage USA. And mm -hmm. it was going to be this compound where it was going to be like a water park and a 500 room hotel. And like broadcasting facilities, like a soundstage. Yeah. Where everything that they were doing was all in one place. Exactly. And with a water park. Right. With a water, which is For my favorite measure. Because right. that's not expensive or anything. Thing. Right. Speaking of. And so, right, what we're finding out is that, like, they didn't just have the money to build this. Well, part of the excitement of Heritage USA, I believe, was people watching the buildings going up. And uh, I don't think maybe I understood that as well as I wish I would have. I got to where I couldn't stand to hear the name Roll Messner. Because I, uh, it, for one thing, I knew that buildings meant raising lots and lots of money. Jim Baker reached out to his followers to pay for his dream city with an endless round of telethons. This is what they're most famous for. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker are so famous for their telethons. Endless telethons. They would just go on screen like whenever and raise the millions and millions of dollars it took to build Heritage USA. On a weekly basis because Jim Baker had to raise a million dollars a week. So the sock puppets are back and they tell us... Things fall apart. Things, Things fall, fall apart. apart. Because Tammy Faye is saying like, look, PTL got so much bigger than them. Yeah. And Tammy was starting to feel like left on the wayside. Like Jim was all about raising money because he had to. He had this crazy budget and he wasn't really caring about Tammy or his family. Right. And he's also just really no qualms about it. Like he goes, I'm past due on my bills. Right. I need you. <laughs> it's like you're literally asking people to pay your bills. It's true. These people didn't ask you to open a fucking water park. Right. That was was on you. They were fine watching you from Indiana or wherever, their uh -huh. couch on the network. So we're learning that things are falling apart in their marriage. And then all of a sudden we see Kevin Spacey. Good going. That'll give the folks down in Dixie something to shoot at. So we oh, see God. this movie. The movie is called Fall from Grace. And it's kind of a movie about Jim and Tammy Faye from the 90s where we're learning that like Jim
Adam went away on some sort of work trip and he had sex with a woman named Jessica Hahn. Yeah. And we're seeing like the TV movie version of it with Kevin Spacey and they're going into their sexing bed and we see an arm spill a glass of champagne Uh over a holy Bible. Right. And also this is the movie Bernadette Peters played Tammy Faye, but we don't get any footage of that, RuPaul. Tammy Faye, I want you to take it away with Count Me In. Come on. uh, There needs to be a soundtrack to that movie. I would buy it. Google image, search it. You guys (laughs) spent a long time going down that rabbit hole Is it crazy? Does she look crazy? It's insane. Here's the thing about Jessica Hahn. So in 1980, Jim Baker had a, quote, sexual encounter in a hotel room with Jessica Hahn. Like, someone arranged it. And this is where I'm kind of, I'm a little disappointed in this documentary at this point. Especially because it was made by the gays and RuPaul. Because (laughs) we just learned, like, a throwaway line, like... Uh, And that led to a sexual encounter of some kind or another. There's a dispute over what exactly happened in that room. There was some dispute on what happened in that hotel room. And we get these, I'm sorry, ridiculous like Playboy centerfold videos of Jessica Hahn. Because she went on to be a play, like she became famous from this and so she parlayed that into like a Playboy centerfold career. Right, so there's all this like the music is so over the top and this dramatic music and she's in this lingerie and she's like running a knife down her boobs and chest or whatever (laughs) and like her stomach. And the whole thing is like, I want to tell my side of the story, my side of the story. And the thing is, if you look it up, she accuses Jim Baker of raping her in that hotel room. So this is not in the documentary. This is from your Googing. Right. And all we hear is like, there's dispute on what happened there. Uh-huh. But we don't dive into what was disputed and why. And we see like four times this little confessional on the Playboy channel that she really wants people to hear her side of the story, but then the documentary never goes into it. Yeah, 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 What yeah. was I supposed to do? Not Goog it? <laughs> it's like garbage-y. a monster? Right. But then we also learn that Tammy Faye is like suffering her own secret problem. Right. So the the doctor gives her a prescription for Ativan, which I don't even know what that is, but it just apparently solves all of Tammy Faye's problems. Yeah, the thing about Ativan is that it can solve your problems and also get you super addicted to pills. And Ativan was a wonderful drug for me at the time. I didn't take my medicine today because I wanted to be bright. Yesterday, I almost fell off my high heels. I was in medicine, <laughs> taking my medicine. So, I'm so not- Tammy Faye is now fucked up all the time. Right. And listen, like, and drug you ad- be? Right. Drug addiction is no joke. You can see that he is definitely, like, driving her into the ground. He's asking her to sing all the time and be up and on all the time. And again, asking his followers for $2 million a week and, yeah. like, blaming his past due bills on you. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. So Tammy Faye's on the Ativan all the time and including when they're on the air. So there's this insane story. So she's just like, Jim wants her, of course, to sing a song, like Dance Monkey, you know, like sing again, Tammy, for one of their endless telethons. So she's like, okay, great. And she's like walking (laughs) behind him and he's desperately, remember his wife, who we don't know her name? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was looking at him like, you don't you shut up. (laughs) That's kind of what's happening here back in the 70s because he wants her to sing and she's like, would you look at this set? Tammy, I think you ought to sing a song for us. I'm back here looking at the boat, Jim. Isn't this a magnificent thing? Yes. Right here on our beach. It looks brand new. I bet it. And I'm 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 going to take my shoes off and wade in the water. I don't think that boat's ever seen water. So the set is like a beach. (laughs) And so there's like this sailboat, a very fake uh-huh. sailboat, and a, like a backdrop. And they're on a soundstage, you guys. She's just like, I'll be right there, Jim. He doesn't know where she is on the set. He's at the foot of the stage trying right. to like, saying like, and now Tammy Faye's going to sing a song. And she doesn't start singing. And all of a sudden, he's looking around for her she's, on this huge stage. And it's like, Jim, you dummy, she's right there. Right. She's she's two feet behind you. She's like, hold on, Jim, I'll sing in a second. I just want to put my feet in the water. She's, she's like, look at the sand. Doesn't the sand feel so good in your toes? And he says to her on the air he's like Tammy that boat has never seen water let me tell you because it's a tarp that somebody painted and she just doesn't know where she is or who she is or what she's got her back to the cameras it is the craziest thing I've ever seen yeah and it's just like it's so ridiculous but there's this heartbreaking moment where she kind of realizes that everyone's laughing at her and at the same time she's like so a song like she just goes right to her comfort zone which is singing (laughs) 
Give me the Muppets. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let it me just, just sing a good song. Uh, but then she overdoses, and it's not funny. She overdoses, and they, like, take her to the doctor. And then as soon as she's released from the hospital, they take her to Betty Ford. Because she, she misspeaks again. I it's like the eyes are the eyes of the soul. <laughs> yeah. She does it again. Wait, what does she say? She's like, they said that I had enough Ativan in me. That would have killed a huge truck driver. And I'm like, no, the line is like, you, you know, enough cocaine to kill a horse. Uh, <laughs> and we're back, we're back to like the eyes of the eyes of the soul again. And she means well, and I don't, it's, but it's just like, Tammy, if you're gonna like speak in idioms, uh, <laughs> could you get them right? I mean, am I, am I just like yeah. splitting hairs here a little no, bit? But I'm like, what did that truck driver ever do to you? Other than donate thousands of dollars to pay your right. husband's past due electric bill because he insisted on having a water park when nobody asked him for one. So after Tammy tells us about the rehab thing, uh-huh. she just to camera is like, I will say, being high is super fun. It is pleasant. It is pleasant when you're in a drug-induced state of mind. I mean, you can sit and watch wonderful things and i saw cartoons for all that all my <laughs> complaining about the rehab adamant's pretty great <laughs> although sometimes you see people coming to get you but mostly you hallucinate in cartoons and i gotta tell you so the sock puppets are back shit's about to hit the fan the hits the fan <laughs> Jerry Falwell enters the scene. Garbage. Jerry Falwell just is a nightmare. Hates the gays, hates the abortion movement, hates women, hates everything. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, end. yeah. That's yeah. all you know. Now you're right. caught up on Jerry Falwell. Good for you. <laughs> he calls Jim up and he says, and he says, Jim, he said, I have found something out that I am going to, to that is going to be leaked to the newspapers if you don't uh, allow me to help you. He says, let me fly out to California and I want to help you and Tammy through this. And then he brought up the name Jessica Hunt. And this is also when Tammy Faye Baker is learning that her husband cheated on her. Right. So according to her, she just cried on the floor for three days. Which sounds like something I would do. Totally. Like, that is just like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Jerry Falwell flew his private jet out. He said, put his arms right, I want to help you. And with that, he said, if you will give PTL to me for six weeks, he said, why this story breaks, which it's bound to break. He said, we will be the, 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 the catalyst. And in six weeks, you will have your ministry back. And it will be like nothing ever happened. But also, this everything that Jerry Falwell is saying makes no sense. Like, just give me everything you worked for. Just let me handle it for six weeks. And this will all blow over in six weeks. Like, that's not how it works. And even Tammy's like, Jim swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Jim swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. But I knew there was something wrong somewhere. And I begged him not to give up his place on the board of directors. He, I told him, go back and talk to the board of directors. Go back and talk to your people before you do something like this. And Jim said, no, Daddy Falwell's here. He'll take care of everything. He calls him Daddy Falwell. It's so gross. But the thing is, think about it. Like, what a dummy Jim Baker is, where it's like, oh, just six weeks. Like, a six-week leave doesn't mean you also leave the board. Right. Like, people are appointed to boards for life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Jim, what are you thinking? Right, exactly. And so, the Bakers retreat to their house in Palm Springs, and Tammy Faye tells us, like, the amount of press OJ got when he was dealing with murdering his wife and Ron Goldman Uh was nothing compared to the press that we were getting. I just have, um... With like 11, uh, with 11 M's. O.J. Simpson was nothing compared to what we had around us. It was unbelievable. They were four or five deep for the whole block down all around our house. There was no place for us to hide at all. And the thing that was so crazy was that like eventually they just agree to give up their stake in their ministry. They're losing their house but before they get like kicked out of their home Jim and Tammy Faye like break into the broadcast to like say one more time to speak to their constituents or whatever. And to sing a song of course. So Tammy (laughs) Faye sings a song and Jim's like girl I know we're losing the house. I know we don't have a dime to our name. I know this is the third time this has happened to us (laughs) y'all. Did you want to sing a song about it? Thought you'd never ask. Bum, 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 bum. I believe the sun will shine oh, again. Do you want to sing it? I'll do it. Can you do it? I sure All right, Tammy Faye is going to sing a song for you just before we leave our house. Maybe you're hurting and you need this song today too, so I'll sing it for both of us, okay?
why they have to just be so blindly like positive and everything's fine. Like right. I just it, there's there's some disconnect there where it's like, well, can you just be just a little more aware of what's happening to you? Yeah, it's very right? strange. So the next section is called Judas. Judas Kiss. Mm -hmm. And the guy who helped build Heritage USA, I don't even know his name. Bro. I call him the contractor. Uh He's now the go-between, between Jerry Falwell and Jim Baker. And so Falwell tells this guy, Ro, go see Jim Baker and tell him, look, you're not coming back, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you $300,000 a year. Each. Each. We're going to give you health insurance. We're going to give you a bodyguard. You can stay where you're living. Everything you had when you were running it, you get. But I'm not entirely sure of all the things that you had, all your benefits and everything. So do me a favor. Write it all down. Right. Just get a piece of paper. I don't know. But, you know, if if your name is on it, if it's your personal stationery, even better. Just write down, because I'm not entirely sure. Write down everything (laughs) you had. Do you guys see where this is going? It's not going to end well. And then sign it. Right. And then give it to me. So I kind of don't know who I believe in this example mm. because Roe takes the letter back to Jerry Falwell, who immediately gets on camera and says, Jim and Tammy gave me this list of things they'd like to receive. Jim's salary for a lifetime at $300,000 per year. Tammy's salary for a lifetime, $100,000 for one year. Phone bill, two car, house on the lake, Secure. and the furniture you want to make. I don't see any repentance there. I see the greed, I I see the self-centeredness, I I see the avarice that brought them down. Well, I think because we see it's like a pink piece of paper, like it really was Tammy's stationery. Yes. And he tricked them into writing this down. And also not only- so we're told by RuPaul Charles. Fine. Which, look, I believe everything RuPaul tells me. (laughs) So Tammy Faye tells us this story that when Jim Baker sees this on TV, he looks at her and goes, Tam, it's over. I've been had. Okay. And I'm like, (laughs) I know. I know. So now a little bit after Fallwell takes over, PTL files for bankruptcy. Yeah, like we see this ridiculous video of him go- of Jerry Falwell going down a water slide in his suit. In his full suit. Yeah. And I was so and he's like, I mean, I know you're supposed to do that like thing but where you he, cross your arms over your chest. He just looks like a dead body in a suit going down a waterfall, <laughs> like a water slide. And it as makes soon no as he sense. like takes off, you can see he's like, this was a mistake. This was a mistake. This yeah. was a mistake. I mean, it's just or just be like, I'm not going to go down the water slide. <laughs> just stand, just stand in front of the water park with the keys. Right. And it'll get the same point across. You run this shit now. Right. We get it. But three months later, the whole thing files for bankruptcy. So he stole this from Jim and Tammy Faye Baker for no reason. Right, because he realized this is really bad. Like, Jim Baker was really defrauding people. And, like, even I can't fix it. Uh And I'm super slimy. (laughs) Like, I'll lie and cheat and steal my way through anything. But that goddamn water park, that really foiled me. You know what Tammy Faye does? She sits down at her typewriter. (laughs) typewriter. Invites Jerry Falwell for an interview. I would give anything to face Jerry. But he won't face me. I know he won't. Falwell never replied to Tammy's letter. Not only that, Jerry Falwell calls her a loony whose elevator never went to the top floor. Hi, Jerry Falwell. Uh, who went down a water slide in a full suit? You're a Tammy Baker. Come on. So now Jim Baker goes on trial for fraud in 1989. Shocking. Is anyone surprised? I'm not. We get all of this footage of Tammy Faye coming out of the courthouse where she's saying, like, the judge was like, was going to rule against us no matter what. But we learn that Jim Baker gets convicted yeah. and gets 45 years in federal prison. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but he's in this documentary and he's not in prison. We never get the story there. Oh yeah, that's right. We never find out like if he, if it was overturned or if he served some time. I have no idea. I think he definitely served some time because that's when they got divorced when he was in prison. RuPaul Charles, I've got some questions for you, girl. Seriously. Also, my favorite part of this whole thing is that at the press conference after this, after the sentencing, Tammy Faye, with all of these microphones, just says, I got a song for you. Doesn't she? I mean- Doesn't she always? I started to laugh and I was like, well, you put a bunch of microphones in front of her. What is she supposed to do? I have a song for you. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And then RuPaul Charles tells us, This was the last time Tammy Faye would sing in public for quite some time. 
And then, oh my God, we're back to the goddamn typewriter. I know. We're back. I mean, it's it's to the point where it's like, oh my God. It's like, it's so, it's getting meta at this point. But Tammy wants to like talk to this journalist that has kind of been with us. Meanwhile, Charles Shepard wrote a book called Forgiven, a searing account of the scandal. Shepard was asked if he would meet with Tammy Faye. He agreed. This is the best part because this journalist is the only person to accept her invitation. And they show, I laugh. Because Charles has a motive. Right, exactly. We'll Charles is a journalist. In a minute, yeah. Yeah. So he's sitting with his back to the door. This is Tammy so crazy. Faye walks in, closes the door, and there is this slamming door sound effect that they do. Right. It is unreal. But you could tell it's added in post. Yes. Because she walks in, literally done up for Jesus, like actually for Jesus. And she sneaks up behind him and like puts her hands around his neck because he wrote a book talking about how horrible Jim and and Tammy Faye Baker were. And so she does this fake like, oh, I'm going to strangle you. But he doesn't react at all, really. Yeah, it's funny because Tammy is yelling at him. Like we like they're laughing at first and then she's yelling at him and then she's over it because right. he asks her for her autograph. But what he I mean, she goes from actually saying like, bitch, say it to my face. <laughs> like she has like her, the book. She has a copy of his book and it's like like dog-eared and highlighted right. and she's like what about this did you write that millions were missing i don't ever remember writing that you um, said what what you said was a a big deep hole millions missing why that's all i want to know is just which question, why which question should i answer on first? all of them i can't understand what did we do She's really mad, and then she's just immediately and then she's over not. It. She's yeah. like, "There's a camera here. Yeah. It's nice. Oh, whatever." Like she just doesn't care enough. Like right. she's got uh, plenty. She's got dogs to worry about. She whatever. I Who love cares? Her. Muppets. After she's like, eh, "Bygones be bygones." Yeah. He's like, <laughs> but he's like, you know, I'm so glad I ran into you. Right. Like it's a documentary <laughs> filming, and he's like, you know, and he like reaches behind the chair and he goes, "I just, I'm wondering if you could sign some copies of the book." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, what? The book that I wrote about how horrible you and your husband are." And she's like. Well, sure. I brought some copies of my book. Hey, great. One to give you, but I wanted to get you to autograph some. I will. Um, my school has got an auction for the graduate women in business oh, sure. group. I thought it would be a kick if I gave okay. them that to auction off. All right. I think it would just be like a real kick if uh, this book where I just like totally talk shit about you for 200 pages, if you signed it, like think about all the money we can right. make that's super not going to go to you. And she's like, well, sure. Yeah. Is this my good time? It's ridiculous. Like the, the audacity of like both of them right. kind of. Like what? So we see Tammy Faye sort of like traipsing around Hollywood, mm -hmm. trying to like make something happen. And like the bottom of the barrel moment is she goes to the USA Network oh. to meet with John Chow, I think is his name. <laughs> yeah. And he's the guy who invented Cops. And a show called Studs, Duds. which I thought you would totally know about. I do know that show. Do you? I don't remember it, but no. I, I remember it being on, but I don't know what it was. All I know is that she's there for like a pitch session and this guy treats her so Badly. He literally is like, yikes, really? Yeah. And well, I, you know, she pitches him some shitty some ideas. Ridiculous fucking ideas. I have another one. Teenagers need something really special. They need a format for a lot of things. And they have no way. The biggest thing they always say, well, how do we get anyone to listen to us? And I would just love to give them that chance. And go where they go. I would like to go to the piercing parlors with them. I'd like to go to the tattoos places with them. Just do everything that teenagers do. And you would call this show what? Tammy's Terrific Teens would be a fun title. You can tell that he's doing someone a favor by taking this meeting for the cameras. She thinks that, like, he's going to give her feedback. She keeps saying to him, like, where do you see me? What do you think I should do? And he's like, girl, I don't know. Like, I should walk you down to Lifetime, which is 17 floors below us. And then Tammy Faye is like, could you actually call them? Yeah. And, and he, he does. does. Good afternoon, Lifetime. Is Don there at Stephen Chow? And then, like, RuPaul's like, the call from Lifetime wasn't returned. <laughs> and it ends with, remember that guy, Ro, who's the go-between and paying everybody off? Yes. Tammy Faye marries him. He was right. Jim's best friend, and now he's married to Tammy Faye Baker. Totally. Tammy Faye Messner now, excuse me. Uh, he went to prison for a little bit, too, because of the fraud with Jim Baker. Uh, and we don't see a lot of it. We just learn that he's been in prison. And he's, like, sitting at a table, and that could be, like, a picnic table. We're not entirely sure what's <laughs> yeah. happening. He doesn't. He's not wearing a jumpsuit, but now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, he wasn't prison but it ends with Tammy Faye like picking up Roe from, from prison 
Because I told they, you there was a crime here, you guys. Right. And so Tammy picks him up from prison, and then they're like posing in the desert or whatever. And yeah. Tammy Faye goes, Well, we gotta go get to know each other again. <laughs> Bye. Well, we have to go get to know each other again. Bye. <laughs> Meaning, if Tammy Faye's like, I'm gonna go have sex with my husband. So like, at the end of Clue, I'm gonna go home and have sex with my <laughs> wife. That's how it ends with Tammy Faye, like, skipping out into the sunset with her husband's best friend who just got out of prison for all the fraud the church did. Like, and the Muppets and the Puppets and the RuPaul Charles. The end. <laughs> You guys, I'm just saying, I was really into this documentary, but it was, it. the ending of it got so off the rails. And it was really disjointed. Like, we never yeah. learned about, like, like the assault of Jessica Hahn. Like, there was a lot right. of stuff. And I'm just like, RuPaul Charles. Right. I kind of thought you would do better with this. Like, tell, I know. The, tell more of a well-rounded story. But it was the year 2000. Who the hell knows? I thought, you know what, RuPaul Charles, I'll watch anything you do, girl. Seriously. Just keep me posted. I'm so behind on Drag Race. It's, it's, a, it's a crime. That's the real crime here. <laughs> How far behind I am on Drag Race. You guys, the Patreon girl. The Pates. Over 90 oh. full bonus episodes to download right this second at the $5 level. Yeah, whenever I hear Pates, the Pates, I just think about like fun party music. It's such a party there. It's anything you want. And if you don't want to come to that party, that's totally fine. But if you do, yeah. there are like a bunch of different doors for you to pick. <laughs> Whatever you want to go through, we got it for you. Check it all out at patreon.com slash truecrimeobsessed or go to our website, click on the Patreon link. Yeah, and our website is truecrimeobsessed.com. Girl, what are we doing next? We're going back home to oxygen, baby. <laughs> Israel Keys. Method of a serial killer. Look, the man gives me nightmares. I know. I gotta tell you. Israel Keys is the most terrifying serial killer that you've maybe never heard of. Mm. So we are doing that next. You can get it on Amazon. You can watch it on Oxygen. You guys, it is terrifying. I mean, he, uh, it's, ugh. I know. Ugh. So stay tuned for our hilarious outtakes, Tim, Tim, Tim. And then the trailer for Israel Keys' Method of a Serial Killer. Oh my God. We love you. I, we love you. And just hold my hand through this, you guys. This is gonna be really terrifying. Totally. <laughs> Let's just hold hands together. Right? Yeah, we yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. each other's backs. Okay. That's what we do. Okay, loving you. All right, bye. Bye. Israel Keys was indicted for kidnapping and killing an 18-year-old from Anchorage, Alaska. Her dad was just devastated. That was his baby. That was his only daughter. It's not the outcome we wanted. You said you got your monster. <laughs> We found out he had murdered other people. He was going all across the United States. Israel Keys was one of the most meticulous serial killers that I've ever come across. He had stashed away these kill kits. He would have things like ligatures to tie people up. Shovels. Ammunition. We're talking years that these things would sit. I haven't seen anything like it. He did not have a pattern or a type. He would get a rental car and drive thousands of miles. He could kill anyone, anywhere. He's really only willing to talk about what he's willing to talk about. They give out the information, then it's gone. There are more victims, and we've got to find them. As soon as the video camera went on, I said, if she's here, we're going to find her. I don't know how anybody could work this kind of case and not have it impact them. We had to think creatively. There was no rule book. People never expect stuff to happen. <laughs> I don't understand what would put someone to be so cruel. Folks wonder why folks sleep with a gun on their nightstand. Patrick <laughs> <laughs> Hines, are you all right? I'm gonna take that again. Is what I respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she better don't. No, you better don't do that again. Stop it. That's the last one. You get one. Okay. I kind of feel like dunking your hand on the communion juice is a sin. There are like plenty of home remedies. Don't, isn't there a Band-Aid? You could freeze it off, whatever. Do not contaminate something that everyone is going to put their mouth on. 
and her brother Grover. Who I'm just assuming his name is Grover. John. Oh, I am her brother Grover. I I know. Day, you have a daughter named Daisy. She loves Grover. <laughs> oh, Julia, why are you being so mean about Grover? <laughs> Look, I love Grover. Super Grover, please. I love Grover. I used to like be Super Grover when I was little. No, you weren't. Super Grover is my dad. I have, I have my notes. I forgot about this, but I have in quotes. I have a song for you, and then I just have. I'm sure you do, sweetheart. <laughs> Tammy Faye especially was really open to like people and communities that other sex of fundamentalists fundamental fundament. Did you say sex of fundamentalists? <laughs> I 